Welcome to this week's episode of the Three Man Booth Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Hunter McGoy, joined once again by my co-host, Adam Howell. HD, how are you feeling today? I feel better. I do too as well, and I was trying to come up with a you know, my fun little stinger that I try to do when I introduce you, and I just I couldn't think of anything this week, so... Oh, good. We just go. We're still tag team partners. Yep. Uh, not much to, you know, one of those weeks where we actually catch a break. There's not a pay-per-view to preview. You know, can quickly recap a few things that happened over this week. No big news items. Uh, so this week, I think we're just going to kind of have some fun and just uh, go over some 90s nostalgia and uh, go over lists that uh, Mr. Adam here found and uh, get my opinion on whether they're trash or not. Nah. <laughs> I, you know, we use this app a lot. I would, I don't know if I should call out this website or not. No, but it's Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report's yeah. terrible. And the person who wrote this list, I don't never, I never read his stuff before. I'm just thinking, what was your mindset? Were you high as a kite? Were you drunk? A little bit of both. Some of these wrestlers are great. Some of them belong on this list. And I'm so I'm gonna I'm going to assume that this list is probably very U.S. heavy. Or are there Japanese? You're gonna, you're gonna be offended. I was offended. Well, no, there was like, not one Japanese person on this list. Okay, so that I I don't have much of a, a an issue with because I'll be I'll be fair, you know, because my my Japanese fandom was only when the guys came over here to go to WCW right. or be on shows like that. But in so, my list of hey, I have a list too, folks. It's called you should have put them on a list, motherfuckers. <laughs> so that's my list title. I added some Japanese talent to that to get you a little bit of happy. <laughs> So before we get started on that, uh, no real news items to report um, other than the first episode of NXT on USA. Uh, I want to say it was 1.17 million, or it may have been 1.7 million. I, I, I wow. want to say 1.1, I believe, is the right number, um, and 1.7 as a network subscribers. Um, so I think that you know, I think uh, based off that number, I think USA was expecting around five to six hundred thousand. So I think they doubled that number and. That obviously bodes very well for NXT. Uh, it was a great show. Uh, we, you know, uh, the Undisputed Era finally fulfilled Adam Cole's prophecy of having yep. all the titles in time before end of summer, which was uh, on Monday the twenty third. So, um, kudos to the Undisputed Era for doing that. I like how he dragged that on to the very end of summer. <laughs> Seriously, and um, the the one thing that uh, I found out going online uh, after the show. So apparently, uh, all those people who were watching NXT on USA, as soon as that ended, went over to the network and caused the network to crash. Um, that, that's so funny. <laughs> people weren't smart like me, and around around 8.45, I just logged on the network just to have it up on, on, uh, on the iPad so I could watch, um, <laughs> just in case. And so I just I go on the Twitter right as the show switches over, and people are just livid that they cannot get on to... Uh, or just get on like me and watch the next hour the next day. <laughs> well, I was that guy. Uh, that's what next week's going to have to be. Uh, next week will be a, a fun, fun Wednesday uh, with 
a full two hours finally on USA Network for NXT and obviously the AEW on TNT and apparently it's AEW Dynamite which I can't even be bothered to like at all the um, name? yeah yeah I hate it Dude, that's the it's, best those genius they're all genius that's the best they come up with like come on at this, at this point just go with AEW on TNT and, and it's fine but yeah but whatever or I thought it one the one post said AEW presents Dynamite which just sounds worse too. So the one poster that like Jericho tweeted out, whatever. But yeah. I'm just, I don't like the name in general. Yeah, just I mean I don't know. Dynamite just doesn't work. But anyway, uh, I think that's really it for the major news items of the week. Yeah, nothing uh, crazy this week. No, thankfully, uh, not much to talk about based off Raw or SmackDown from the last two nights. Um, just more of Bray Wyatt slash The Fiend being just a fantastic, fantastic uh, promo genius mastermind, whatever, behind the whole Fiend character. Just brilliant stuff. It's it's literally the best thing they have. They've done in a while. I could tell you that much. It's the best thing, in my opinion, the original thing they've done since The Shield. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of The anything. Shield was fantastic when that first started, too. Like, that's the best thing they've done since... That's been how long now? Six years The Shield was developed? 2013, I believe. Yeah, it's been... I mean, yeah, God bless, man. Time does fly. Holy yeah. cow. I mean, the Wyatt family was a good creation, too, but they kind of ruined that over time. But right. this is just an original idea from whether it's Bray Wyatt or it's creative team. I think maybe a mixture mm-hmm. of both. I think it's, I think it's a, a lot I, of Bray. I'm gonna say, I think this is a lot of uh, one Mr. William Rotunda being just a smart, smart, creative yeah. man. Yes. So that's that's it's incredible, you know. Uh, just all, all all kind of crow about one thing. It it, it still appears we have a loose uh, union of the Viking Raiders and Cedric Alexander. Is they're always still kind of just linked <laughs> to each other. So I'm I'm still a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, did not appreciate the Mustafa Ali. This is the, the the WWE once again booking their faces just to be dumb. You know Sami Zayn's out there to cause you problems. Why are you chasing him out there? And then you run back into the ring to chase after Sami Zayn. Full well knowing that Shinsuke Nakamura is still in the ring. He's going to no. Sasha your head off. Right. You, you <laughs> eat a Kinsasha and it's just over one, two, three. That, that pairing, I don't know anymore about that list too. The Sami Nakamura thing. Like, I get it. Nakamura's promos aren't the greatest, but, like, yeah. there's no in-game with that one either. No. Um, I, I was intrigued with the uh, five-way elimination match to figure out, you know, Seth Rollins' opponent for the, quote-unquote, season premiere of Raw next week. What does that mean? What does that it's mean? just what they do. Cause they all do the, that once a year, do they not? Yeah. all Because nothing all the, changes. All the TV shows premiere, so they just call it the season premiere. They might change the song. Looks like we may be getting a new logo, too. I don't know if you noticed the, all the logos they did for Raw next week. Uh, uh-huh. Looks a little different. The stage will be the same. Like, they don't go all out that much. Probably, right. Is it bad I uh, want the SmackDown to bring back the fist to the Titantron? Oh, that's not happening. I missed it. That was sweet. <laughs> sweet, but still not happening. Um, one thing I did really like in... in, in and all even all, all it, it popped me in a big, big way. 
was when Carmela finally mm-hmm. turned on, you know, quote unquote, turned on our truth, um, you know, to become the twenty four seven champion, and most importantly, the the banter between Renee and Corey was <laughs> great. As Renee points out, you know, hey, maybe now the twenty four seven title can be consummated. And Grace is like, nope, that happened long ago, which is just absolutely brilliant. And um, finally acknowledging that he and Carmilla are or have been a couple for a I mean, while he, now. He gave her so much crap about Dean and stuff. So right, yeah, right. So it's 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 get back time. Um, I love how they did it too. It was good how they did it. Just that little, just in the ring, just like everyone's chasing them, and then right, yeah, just a fun way to do it, and then. <laughs> I again just because wrestling should be fun sometimes. Uh, Carmella trying to carry about to carry our truth on her back, and he's like, "Nope, I got you." And uh, you know, our truth, our truth was happy getting got, and and just more of our truth, just being an awesome, awesome person. Period. Alrighty, I think that's it for news wise. So uh, we'll we'll let Adam explain what he's going to do here because this is. This will be a live, on-air, three-man booth podcast production meeting. (laughs) I have, from Bleacher Report, the top 25 wrestlers, not characters, so apparently wrestlers of the 1990s. Okay. So all I want, I want to name a name. You can give me your opinion. I'll throw my two cents in and see if we make it to this list without you having an aneurysm. Okay. Is the goal. Okay, fair enough. Ready to go? Sure. Number 25, which is insulting because he's one of my favorite heels of all time. He's number 25, Rick Rude. Rick Rude, vastly, vastly underrated. One um, of the best heels of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, he he obviously gets a lot of love from the from the right people, you know, in the in the quote unquote internet wrestling community, um, where we all seem to be real big on him. And it's just it's a shame that he never got a chance to. To get a run with the WWF title, you know, yeah. in the late '80s, but highly understandable why he didn't. Um, the whole Rick Rude with the airbrush tights, having Shell Roberts Jay on there sometimes, yeah. and then when he was the Intercontinental Champion, having the Intercontinental Championship on there several times, and like he put over like uh, guys like Ultimate Warrior like a million bucks, right? And made every he carried Warrior, right? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sure Shawn Michaels will be on this list, but he was Shawn Michaels in a different way where. Rick still made himself look good, but made sure the other guys looked good. Where where Sean was more about trying to make himself look good. Um, and I wasn't as big as a fan of his WWE run, but this is what they're talking about because '90s, obviously. Right. But like you hear the rumors that Hogan didn't want to work with him and just stuff like that. So <laughs> you know, right? And and it, what could have been, I guess, there. Right. Um, no, it just. Um, it, you know, if I had a Hall of Fame, Rick Root is absolutely in my Hall of Fame. It's He's just, one it, of my all-time favorites. A, a and you know, obviously I have to remember the time and the era, but a, a a great '80s '90s heel. Great look too. Yep. Um, just the uh, yeah, just I mean, just great overall. Like great um, mic work that he that he that he made the list is it you know good. That, that yeah. I, I thought he should be lower. Honestly, over some of these guys, but uh-huh. we'll we'll, I'm sure out. we'll get there. Yes, <laughs> number twenty-four, Gold Dust. I, Gold I, Dust. Do, if see, like this seems to me, if it's if it's based off in ring in ring work, um, he's definitely Dustin Rhodes. Yes, right. <laughs> he's, he's definitely lower on the list than Rick Rude should be. 
Um, uh, you know, obviously the character was a great One of character. The best characters right. in the '90s. Awesome boundary pushing character. You know it. Um, you know it. Unfortunately, taps into the homophobia that a lot of wrestling fans have, but it still was just. Um, you can't knock the character, and, and again, his in-ring work is, is. And I, you know, we, we we use the phrase, and it's you know something that Stone Cold is stuck in my head, and from his podcast, you know, he's a hell of a hand in the ring. He's a. He's not gonna make you look bad, but and you, but you're not gonna get a you know a five star classic out of him, um, unless it, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors like there was for the Cody match recently. Um, obviously, you know, biggest storyline I can remember, um, well, two maybe three. Um, WrestleMania match with Roddy Piper in the back back lot brawl. Um, that was that was actually good. Yeah, and um, using the OJ footage for the Razor Ramon, Razor Ramon stuff, and then uh, the Ahmed Johnson stuff. Which I like the Taker feud too a little yeah. bit there with the casket match and the stuff like the early stuff of Goldoss was really edgy too yeah. for TV. So yeah. if you're going off top twenty five, I don't think he's top twenty five, but he definitely is an honorable mention wrestler right. of the nineties. Sure, twenty three double A Arn Anderson. More of an '80s guy for me. Yeah, but I mean, you get, I mean, because kind of tailed off of the early '90s, but uh, he no. retired in '96. I think officially, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, '80s, '90s don't care. Best spine buster in the business. Great Mike too. He named the Four um, Horsemen. Yeah. Um, another to me, a guy who's just a, another very underrated in-ring guy. Um, goes back to me of my early days in the early 80s when he was in Mid-South as Marty Lundy before he changed over to Arn Anderson. Um, so I'm kind of partial to him that way, but yeah, just a, a great guy, absolutely worthy of being on this list, and I would say absolutely worthy of being in the top 25. My favorite Arn Anderson's 90s match was him and Flair versus the Hollywood Blondes of Steve Austin and Brian Pillman. They go about an hour and that match is a very under like one of those best kept secrets of, like it's on a class, random clash of champions but they go for mm. an hour and the whole lead up to it was Austin and Pillman were doing the flair for the old because <laughs> flair had that flair for the gold right. talk show so it was flair for the old right. Steve Austin with Arn Anderson in the back in the background just nodding his head and just and Pillman was just cutting the promo on the fake wig and the big mm. row it was great but uh, number twenty-two, one of my guys, Mister Perfect. Yeah, absolutely top twenty-five of the nineties. Um, I mean, what can you say? Like, just I, he should be lower on this list. Too. Like, I mean, towards the front. Probably I mean, once I look at all twenty-five, I'll be like, okay, yeah, he should be probably more towards the top ten. Um, just remember the vignettes, the vignettes from Mister Perfect. <laughs> but again, I'm more of an in-ring guy. I don't need a, I don't need a promo or a skit. Mm-hmm. You know, promo, promos and skits are good to introduce guys like they're doing now with AOP to reintroduce them. Those are I, cool. Yeah. I think that's what you need to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, what, what, there's, I don't think there's anything you can say about Kurt Henning that hasn't already been said. Um, just, uh, again, a Hall of Fame worthy guy for his, for his in ring work. He may not have, may have not been a, a ticket mover or a merch mover, but an in ring 
guy was just fantastic. Okay, SummerSlam 91, him and Brett. Right. Just partially a, broken back, apparently. Dude's a stud. Yeah. And one little thing. 1999, Kurt Henning, West Texas Rednecks, <laughs> WCW. Brilliant shit. Uh, okay. Anywho. <laughs> Number 21, oh my God. <laughs> Ken Shamrock. Pass. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna comment on that one. Did you? What's your favorite Ken Shamrock match? Him and Rock. Um. I I I can't even think of one to be honest with you. I literally can't think of a Ken Shamrock match. I can just think of. I just remember the chair shot with the Rock and it's anyhow. Uh, number twenty. <laughs> Alondra Blaze. Uh, along with Sherry Martell, one of the pioneers to, of to, the women's division, to really—I um, thought she should be lower on this list. To too. really, um, I don't—I don't—I don't want to say revolutionize, but yeah, like she had, she fought good talent, right? Too. And, it, and it's if like if you, God, I can't think, of, I can't even think of the right words to say it, but absolutely worthy being on this list. She had matches like, with um, Bull... Bull Nakano, yeah. right? And, that, you know, that's what, I, that's what I was kind of thinking of. But, you know, you look at the 80s matches with Wendy Richter and and um, that horrible human being, Fabulous Moolah. Um, and then you look at, you know, Alundra Blaze in the 90s and Sherry Martell just... It went being, you know, like not say women's matches were clunky, but they were obviously kind of clunky. And then you look at someone with Alondra Blaze and Sherry Martell. If Alondra Blaze was active now, if that character was here now, right. it'd be a million bucks. Good possibility, yeah. Um, again, worthy of being on the list? Absolutely. Number 19, another favorite of mine. They have some of my favorites, it's not in the right order. British Bulldog himself, just Davy Boy Smith. I think mainly his better work was done as the British Bulldogs tag team. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, the, you know SummerSlam '92 at Wembley. When That's he my all-time like one of my all-time favorite matches. So you know, you know, just the story behind that. Right, and it was just it was so I mean, kind of randomly put on the show too, or built up. Um, yeah, I don't know if again, good hand. I I, I don't know if to me if, it, if from my list if he'd be top twenty five of the nineties. I liked him. He had a good run with that Heart Foundation in the late nineties too, but kind of felt See, the when I, when I think of that Heart Foundation, just Owen Hart sticks out to me more than anybody in that group. Even Bret Hart, Owen Hart sticks out to me more than I have somebody the else new on foundation. this list that you okay. appreciate for that. All right, number eighteen. Yet again, should be in the top five in my opinion, but he's not. Owen Hart, yeah, um, one of the best workers of the nineties, hands down, in my opinion. Yeah, and again, in, like for he is a WWF slash WWE guy, a great in-ring worker. Loyal after his brother left, right? And when I say great, I mean great in-ring worker. Not not a hell of a hand, a great in-ring worker. I can't name you a bad Owen Hart match. Right, I've seen, and, and I've seen dozens. And was rough on the mic at the get-go, but towards the end, got to be very comfortable on the mic. and The Blackheart stuff. You know, yep, Blackheart, two-time Slammy Award winner, Owen Hart. You know, uh, the, I mean, it, it's, it's I say it's classic because it's ingrained in my, bra in, in my brain, you know. Enough is enough, it's time for a change. And it, it's, Owen Hart became the Blackheart off that. And mm -hmm. yeah, just, and obviously, you know, the Blue Blazer stuff that he did as well. Just yeah, I mean, you know him and also like 
<laughs> when, he, when he was in the nation and did this that stuff too, like everything he touched was money. Yeah. And honestly, him and Jarrett in '99 were one of my favorite tag teams because they meshed yeah. so well together. Yeah. And, and that and that and that's why I say Owen's great. Owen could. He was as, in high energy, man. He could right, <laughs> he could work as a partner great with anybody. He could work in ring great with anybody. Much you better know, heel. Yeah, you know, we can. Opinion. You know, obviously. You know, dropping stone on all his head is a huge no, no mark but. against him. But still, I mean, like I, I, I mean, it's it's one of those things you just remember it like it's yesterday. You know, over the edge, and it's oh, man. You're just like, uh, um, what? Yeah, and still one of the saddest things. Yeah, ever. and uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I may not even disagree with your top five ranking for just in ring guy. Of the Dude, 90s. He put like everybody over well. Yeah. Um, number seven, number seventeen, your man, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Um, obviously, obviously, completely uh, um, skewed when it comes to Randy Savage. Um, were you fond of his work in the nineties, though? I know you were a big fan in the eighties. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the kind of slowed down the, the, the tie dye day glow. Uh, Really weird bodysuit, Macho Man. Um, not as much as the '80s stuff, but still, yeah. I mean, he's Randy Savage. He's he had some quality stuff in WCW right. too. There, him and yep. Page yeah, and stuff. That, I mean, that, that's what's in my head is just the. I want to say it was Spring Stampede '97 with uh, with DDP. Just a uh, may not be a you know quote unquote five star classic, but just a great fun match. Right guy won. I mean, everything about that was good, and, and um, you know, just just unfortunately a victim of being in a company where Hulk Hogan was in the company again. Yeah, um, he was. I want to say he was a three-time WCW World Champion, and two of the three he held the title for a day before he had to drop it to Hogan. Like it's, I mean, it's just it's a fucking insult. But yeah, like. I think at some points in his run, he was just as over as Hogan, if not more. Oh, by far. Yeah, I mean, I... I'm not the hugest Hulk Hogan. Like, I like... Everyone likes Hulk Hogan. For Not everyone likes not, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I, as a kid, I was Ultimate Warrior, as you know, mm -hmm. and I was a big macho guy. Hulk Hogan wasn't in my, like... For, cool idea for the business. You made it mainstream. You helped. He helped with that, but so did... He's not the only one who helped with that. Right. Macho. Right. Piper. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, right. like. No, you had to have, a, you had to have, have. Without Macho Man, it's not working. Right. You had to have had great heels for Hogan the babyface and then great faces for Hogan the heel. And, yeah. And, you know, good on everything about that. But Macho just, King, perfect, by the yeah. way. Yep, uh, Queen Cherry. Yeah, just yep. uh, that was yeah. ninety. That was nineteen ninety. Yep, right. <laughs> give, me, give, give me anything, Savage. I don't care what year, and I'm yeah. all I'm all for it. All right. I want you to keep these next two numbers in your head. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number sixteen, Ric Flair. I mean, again, laughable because I would say nineteen ninety two. You know, the Royal Rumble, Ric Flair. Best year. Royal Rumble ever, by um, a mile. I mean, uh, you know, again, obviously, I mean, we're gonna, you know skew this 90s list by going to 89 but you just started 89 and look at his stuff with Steamboat on that went into 90 right I think it went into 90 last one was 90 but anyway you're right but but yeah um, 
No, I mean, I... Him and Rude had some good stuff in the early 90s. 93, 94. How that's number 16, you know, is is ridiculous. And I understand, you know, you know, we're all fond of nostalgia and who we liked at that time. But if if you can't have Ric Flair at number one or two, your, your list is just invalid at that point. Hold your breath for this one. Okay. Okay. Number 15. Think about all the Hall of Famers we just talked about. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say it. Psycho Sid, Sid Vicious, Sid Justice, Lord Humongous, whatever you want to call him. Number 15, the ruler of the world, master of the millennium. Can you have any more names, HD? <laughs> well, just chronic no-show douchebag recently. Um, again, no comment. I mean, he doesn't even belong on the list. Not even... Was he ever actually over? Only match I can think of he actually looked good in is him and Michaels in 96 when he hit him with the camera, 97. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I... No. Besides I mean, him, it's terrible watching him break his leg on TV, but, right. like, that's what you're known for. Right. It's a botch. And, and, and you know, I'll, I'll dismiss this as, you know, not to bring it to current, but it, it's... He's not Baron Corbin, but he's Baron Corbin in the fact that I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I never cheered for Sid. I never booed Sid. He never made me care. Mm-hmm. So you you can't be on that list if you didn't make me care about a match you had. All right, we'll just move on from that one. You I thought you're gonna put Sid above Ric Flair and Randy Savage and Owen Hart. Yeah, use her to get punched in the mouth. <laughs> Good again, folks. I did not write this list. Number fourteen this makes me want to tear up because it's insulting. Ultimate Warrior. Um. Was never really a fan, but you know, can't knock it. Um, a little kid in me, though. Any, it's just like the paint, the crazy promos, the music. Would I, would I put him in the top twenty-five? Eh, probably, just because. You know, you go to WrestleMania six. Obviously, he's a legendary man. Did you like? Did you like that match? Did oh you yeah, you know, like the, the, again, my my disdain for Hogan and Warrior aside, I can sit there and say that was. That match had me entertained. It had my my friends, and it had my friend's little brother thoroughly enraptured. Can't knock the match, you know. Can't knock. And I had the Ultimate Warrior wrestle buddy and everything. <laughs> Did you like him and Mach at the following year? Or was that two years for, later? You no, know, for the for the retirement match. Yeah, again, it, again, good match. I'm just Mach made him look like a million bucks again right. too, and that and that's. Goes back to how good Macho Savage was. Right. Same thing with Rick Rude. Like they just, if the Warrior had the right opponent, right, um, he could pull up a decent match. Worthy of top twenty-five of the nineties for for again for North America. Ah, sure. All I'll, right. I'll I'll, I'll I'll say okay on that one. <laughs> Number thirteen, Lex Luger. Boy, the, the, um, I'm, I'm the sure narcissist, the total package. Right, and, I, and I'm sure there's going to be another guy on this list, and if he's not on the list, it, it's going to be another crime. To where I have to separate the person from the wrestler. In-ring Lex Luger. He's a, was okay. Prob- yeah, it was probably just, again, average. He was a hand. Right, but just, I mean, yeah, you can't knock. Did he deserve to be put in some of the places he got? No. But the Lex but, Express, right? But I, I will. <laughs> no, see, I'll say I bought into that. Really? Know, whatever. Ninety three. It was twenty two. Don't care. I'll admit. I, you know that 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 caught my attention. Um, just the, just how much? Just the ask? Just the show of it, or just because you're excited to see Lex Luger? 
I think I don't know. I I I will go back to um, this again. This is probably before you were born, Adam. There was a championship wrestling from Florida every once in a year. It was a big the heel sh- there, right? Right. They yeah. put on the show called Battle of the Belts, and it was the first time. <laughs> Great I got to see Lex Luger in action because the show was based out of Florida, and, and yeah. Lex was well, he was green then. Oh, super green! But just it was one of those ones where it was like a million bucks. Yeah, you just like he, you know how Hogan was six eight, and you know he wasn't ripped. But then you look at like six five or six six Lex Luger, who just was shredded. And he just caught your imagination. And well, didn't he beat Wahoo like two weeks in or something yeah. <laughs> ridiculous? Yeah. Um, top twenty-five, maybe. Um, the best thing I can remember of him is the body slam. Yes. The rumble with Brett. Mm-hmm. And him beating Hogan in ninety-seven. Right. right. Um, Not on pay-per-view, by the way. Let's right. talk about that another yeah. time. I mean, just uh, I, I mean, yeah. But again, top twenty-five. Probably, um, probably way too high at that. He lasted, man. Like he was, you know, at thirteen. I think that's obviously way too high. But I mean, these lists are for debate, and that's what we're doing. And so, sure. Number twelve, the Hulkster. He's kind of come and go there in the early nineties. He was kind of never, just never really a fan of his. You know, and I'll I'll put that straight out from the jump. I've never been a fan of his, even as as a person, as a wrestler, as anything. Okay, let's just talk about this. Then, what's your favorite Hulk Hogan match of the nineties? Um, I mean, I don't know. I may have to say it's Hogan and Warrior. Um, just because again, it was just it was. You know, the, the unifying of... Well, not the unifying of the titles, but the winner being the dual champion. This is the build-up to just, it. Yeah, was... again, a good build. Um, oh, God, man. I mean, maybe Bash at the Beach when he beat Flair for the title. In the cage. Yeah, I mean, that was, again, a, a good match. And I have, I'm going to say him and... Sting at Starcade, but that's just because I love Sting. But the, the whole <laughs> fudged up ending on that one just ruined it, right? Yeah. Um, but again, I'm I mean, trying to think. Like maybe I don't even know. That's the problem. Like I can't name a match like the early '90s. Like man, you stood mm-hmm. out to me, right? And because because he doesn't. But and that yeah. that this is where this is know, getting older at that point, though. Right. And this you know this is something I had the fortune of you know sitting close to Linda Hogan at a show so one you know when they were on good terms and uh, you know just tap her on the shoulder and you know tell her like you know what I'm not a fan of your husband but God bless does he know how to control a crowd and he and, does yeah. and heel Hogan I mean obviously even face Hogan but there was just great at controlling the crowd have you ever seen a scene that thing I, you know me and our buddy Laura Koo talked about that mm-hmm. in the past I think Hulk Hogan is a better heel. Because of oh, spe- God, yes. I because mean, of the spectacle of that bash in the beach. Have you ever seen anything like that with the trash no. and the beer? Right. Nash said on the kayfabe commentary thing, they got tobacco on them, and they got just yeah. spit and just... That was, that was Bobby Heenan's only faux pas in my book, is you know when Hogan's starting to walk out the ring, he's like, but whose side is he on? Yeah, to, why to, would you do to, to get rid to of that? Yeah. possibly tip the turn, but still... Yeah, just a, a, I mean, a great turn. Obviously, the the heel turn of the century. Yeah, 
Um, I think it's the greatest heel turn of all time. Yeah, absolutely is. And so, and it's, and I would almost say for that reason alone, yeah, he needs to be on this list. I'm gonna get hate tweets because I said Hulk Hogan's a better heel, but that's no, you're not, because I think people understand that he probably was. He was almost a heel longer than he was a babyface, but mm -hmm. anywho, number eleven, my man, the icon Sting. Yep, can't. I mean, yep, can't knock that. Um, Could you squeeze him in the top ten? Oh boy. Mm -hmm. if, I guess it's one of those things. If I have to think about it, then no. Let's talk about. It. There was a rumor of nine, according to Mister Meltzer, mm -hmm. that Sting actually had a meeting with Vince McMahon in '92, '93. One of those dirt sheets. Right. What would have happened? How would have Vince booked Sting if Sting signed back? They met at like some one of those TV conventions and had a little bit of a meeting. Would he be the guy he is now, or bigger, or smaller? I would think he would have to say bigger because you know in the early '90s the WWF was still king. Could that character Sting work with the Ultimate Warrior and the Road Warriors and all the Warlord and all the face painted demolition, all that stuff you had already? My my biggest concern though is you know that you know you have to think back to those times when guys would jump ship. Right, that didn't happen. How many back right? Then. How many got to keep their name and their persona, and how many were just changed to something else? You right. know, I mean, it, it's a, it's a handful of guys who got to keep their name. Even you till know. this day, that rarely happens. Right, um, man. I mean, there's part of me that's I would say bigger. Yeah. But I don't know if, if Surfer Sting in the ninety early nineties would have been as huge. What about Crow Sting Attitude Era WWF? Have him go against the heel of DX instead of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think you just gotten lost in the shuffle there actually. You think so? Too many people? Yeah, yeah too many people you. and and you just I mean, you know, it goes to, you know, probably your more what you prefer. Like, Sting on the mic is terrible. It's not good. And then you're going to put him in there with guys like Austin. Triple H, The Rock. Shawn Michaels, The Rock. And Even Taker is a good Taker, promo. I mean, Mick Foley. And you're just like, man, dude. Like, well, his Sting was a good worker, though, in my opinion. He didn't look who he, look who he got booked with. Yeah, but he, and, I mean, he ended up being, you know, a, a, a big fish in a very small pond. Like, I grew up. Business, I mean, he, but he didn't. He he never moved ratings. He never really moved tickets. I think in the later years, he moved them more as the crow than he did as yeah, I, I think, Surfer Sting. But, but again, I, I I don't know if I would credit Crow Sting to that or just how wrestling was working. white hot the NWO was. So if you're the face working against the NWO, you're you're gonna. I guess because you could say I was a little kid during all this stuff, like in the middle of all this, mm -hmm. Sting was in my eyes. Sting is great, right? And no, it, oh, it's probably absolutely a generational thing. I, yeah. I, I, I don't doubt that. I remember him getting his ribs broken by Vader, and then also disappearing, not talking for a year when he became the Crow because he literally did not say a word for How a year. How great of a gig was that? For a year, you just sit up on the rafters, getting paid six figures. You drop down, you drop down <laughs> once in a while. That's why he's a phone back. I just love the gimmick. I don't know. Maybe it's just the little kid in me. But um, number 10, Razor Ramon slash Scott Hall. Yep, can't, can't knock that. 
Um, very underrated big, worker in my opinion. Yeah, big guy who could who who could work. Uh, Good promo too. You know, obviously, you know the ladder match at WrestleMania ten kind of took ladder matches to the next level. You have to compare it to that one from now on. <laughs> like right. how long I mean, it's, how long has been now? Right. I mean, there there you know contrary to popular belief, there were ladder matches before then. Um, not on that big of a scale, though, right? Yeah, not on that big of a scale, and and not that good. No. Um, Did you prefer Razor or Scott Hall? No, man. I oh, I would probably say Scott Hall, just because you know, yeah, I was I was a sheep and bought into the NWO stuff. Oh, did you have the shirt? No, <laughs> um, but just NWO was great. It was good at the time. It was right different. Before you know, before it got too bloated, yeah. I mean, yeah. Before Scott, you added the whole ring of wrestlers, man. That's... Right when it was, you know, the I, I would say up to when they added six. Um, that should have stopped right then. Yeah, like you know, because you had four entering guys, and you had Dusty, and you had Ted DiBiase. So I, I, I that should have been it. And I mean, you could have, you could have, you know, kicked out. Kevin Nash, and he would have been a mega baby face, you know, if you would have just kept it that tight unit. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, top, that's why you see factions 10, now that are not more than three people. Yeah, top ten. Uh, I put him there. Close, yeah. yeah. Um, I that one, that one I'm okay with. Yeah. Like I said, he had good feud with Goldust. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some bad stuff in WCW, but he also had some good stuff. You hear him talk about the young guys in WCW at the time. Mm-hmm. Like there's a story about how he put Jericho over when he was told to go out and squash him. Right. No. You know, yeah. Just stuff like that. You know. He was uh, out of a group of people with massively out of control egos. He seemed to be the one with the least out of control ego. And I think if his demons didn't get the best of him, which happens in life, unfortunately, yeah. I think if he stayed on the straight and narrow for that time, I think he would have done even better things but I'm glad he's doing well now and just hearing him talk in those kayfabe commentaries it's, I could watch it all day and and uh, I would probably say one of my favorite Hall of Fame speeches how he closed it with you know bad guys no, bad you know, memories don't last you but know, bad, bad time, guys do yes like that was just like just a great line and more importantly, just kept his Hall of Fame speech short and simple, and it was just done. And I was like, "Thank you, I appreciate that." If the, if the performance center had a section for like storytelling and just building a character, I surely do. But I think you hire Scott Hall. Like that guy's a genius. You hear him talk about yeah, stories no, and I, matches and how he plays. He's a genius. Yeah, he's he's a definitely. Is, a, it, a, is, a is, mind. is he trustworthy? Enough, right. right, a quote unquote mind for the business, and he's got a great mind for the business. Number nine. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Triple H, John Paul Levesque, whatever you want to go with. The ultimate B-plus player. <laughs> not, not, in, not in my top ten. He's a guy, you know, that, like the angle that they did with Daniel Bryan was what Triple H really, really was. Triple H was the guy who worked with the other guys. Mm-hmm. Triple H worked with The Rock, and The Rock was a megastar. Stone Cold. Triple H worked with Stone Cold when Stone Cold was a megastar. You know, he worked with Shawn Michaels Michaels when Shawn Michaels was the... Taker. Right. So everybody he worked with was more of a star than Triple H, but 
WWE's revisionist history will never let you believe that. Top they 25, did. sure. Top 10, not a chance in hell. Did you, like I asked, did you like Hunter Hearst Helmsley? The French-Canadian, I think it was? The, the the blue blood, yes. I like I, I will say fake like, accent. Yes, I will say the original incarnation of the you know, the, the blue blood Hunter Hearst Helmsley coming out with the you know God what was oh I forget the music, but just yes, like it was like well, good, a borderline opera. Yeah, just a, obviously a great heel, a terrible face. Um, yeah, he should always be a heel. Right. And and you know, just sticking purely to the '90s again, a guy who just was again the ultimate B plus player. I will say, I'm not defending him. I'm not at the biggest Hunter Hearst Helmsley mark too. The promo he cut in '99 with Jr. and that sit down about they were talking about the curtain call, and mm -hmm. that was four years ago. Blah blah. blah. Mm -hmm. I think about it every day. You know what? People talk about the game. I am the fucking game. That yeah. was cool. I'm not going to lie. That was and, a great and, promo. And here's where I'll give him a massive amount of credit. He was the guy who took the bullet for the curtain call. And the he WWE. lost. Uh, he lost everybody for what, a year. Right. So he 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 was the guy who was going to be given the proverbial shit sandwich, and he just he took it was the company he man lost the hog pit match to right. never, never complained you know at least that you've heard of um well so michael has talked about in his book i don't know if you read his book or not the first one talked about the curtain call obviously and he says i can't punish you because you're my champion but hunter vince this is vince talking hunter i can punish right and he did he oh, was absolutely. a man of his word right was I mean, known fact, he was going to be king of the ring, but they changed it to Austin winning. Yep. Just because of that. Number eight, another one of my underrated guys, and I just—he scared the piss out of me as a kid too. <laughs> Yokozuna, vastly underrated big man. Like, Dude could for, fly for being you know whatever he legitimately was, four hundred pounds. Like, I know at one point you know when they when he was champion. He was legitimate, four hundred pounds, four twenty-five, four fifty before he got really heavy. But for being four hundred pounds, four hundred pounds plus, guy was quick. He could move. And when they gave him cornet, money. just again, he got a visceral reaction from the fans. You know, the fans hated him, and it was just, it was, it was just great stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, good matches. He had good matches. Yeah. Um, you know, take your stuff. Top ten, yeah, I don't know about that. Top twenty-five. Would yeah. you put him a top ten heel in the nineties? Let's go that way. If he went heels, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, number seven. You know, I'm hit or miss with this guy. I love him and I hate him. Diesel slash Kevin Nash. Can't knock his impact to the business at all. Can I knock his laziness sometimes? Yes. In his effort for sometimes? Yes, yes, yes. Especially in WCW days. Like, I Diesel was great. I think if Thorne should have stayed, it's probably Kevin Nash who should have stayed out of that. Yeah. People yeah, who jumped shit. Yeah, he could have, I mean. He'd be one of the greatest grand, of all time. Right, and, and granted, you know, you can't knock him because, you know, he when he talks about getting wrestlers guaranteed contracts, yeah, he was the guy who Less got... Less dates, right, be home with your family. He got the, He's the guy who did that, so... Outside of the ring, good for him there. Inside of the ring, I was 
you know, yeah, again, I, 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 I popped in a big way for the Outsiders. Um, How they debuted them, you know. Right. I got a, what was it, was it, I got a big favor coming in or something? How Hall booked, I forget I got, what he said. I was like, I got a big surprise for That's him. That's what it is, yeah. And, um, again, I mean, just, you, you can't not, I mean, he was the one of the core three of the NWO, and we, we talked about, we talked about Hogan. He was the best out of those three for a little hot minute, like, right. he was just, the guy. Yeah. Uh, but not, not top ten, but... Top ten heel, sure. Top ten no. face. When he was Diesel, I see. I liked heel Diesel better. Yeah, so just see, me. I mean, just I mean, because I think we all secretly like the bad guys better. Um, yeah. Or not, or not so secretly like the bad guys better. I mean, just like Diesel match comes in my head. Him and Brett at God, I'm terrible with this Survivor Series. Yeah. The two jackknives where Brett beat him for the belt, so. Uh-huh. The behind-the-scenes stuff with that is great. Yeah, so, <laughs> and the, he's another guy. Which I have trouble separating the dude from the from the man. Oh, he's a diva. He, he he'll admit that to you too. Right, probably. Number six, Mick Foley, Mankind, Dupa, Cactus Jack. Um, legitimately, probably one of my like, like my favorite guys ever. Um, outside of the ring or in the ring or uh, both? Just everything about him. Like now, he kind of seems a little. Little creepy sometimes, like JR's creepy with the girls in, in yeah. wrestling. Mick seems to be a little creepy with the girls in wrestling from time to time. But it's not that dude did, though. It's just, just how are you walking until this day? Right. Um, I mean, legitimately gave his body to the business and Come had on. some of the greatest moments of the '90s. I mean, you know, and you know, I'll stretch it into 2000 just a little bit. But I mean. The the fact that the fact that Tony Schiavone says, "Oh, you're gonna turn, you know, you're gonna turn and watch Mick Foley win the world title," and millions of people turn to watch Mick Foley win the world title, tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, a, a, a classic mat technician. No, and he freely admits that he's not that. Does brawler around? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what 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 is he number five? You said or number six? Uh, this is number six. six. Yeah, I think that I think it's a very fair spot. Um, I will tell you, that's one of my favorite. Back to fucking Sting is him and Cactus at Beach Blast '92. Mm-hmm. He put Sting over like a, no. like he should. Just the bumps he took for him. And obviously, the Hell in a Cell match that you had. I know it's not '99, it's 2000, but the street fight with him and Triple H at Rumble. Yeah, yeah there's there's nothing. I mean, there him and. Shawn Michaels at Mind Games, like yeah, there's because there, I mean yeah, you can pick out a dud McFoley match here and there, but there's not very many of those. But like, just the whole like I mean, and and of course just I mean God bless the the sit down with Jr. Oh, when he was Mankind, yeah, yeah, and just and you know going over the the McFoley, you know, the dude love the dude love to to Mankind or to to Cactus Jack and and all that just. Just brilliant stuff, and and yeah, I mean Mick Mick's just Mick's one of my guys. If you know, you could you could put him in like you could put him in today's era, and he yeah. would still be great. And you know, my favorite Mick Foley moment this might surprise you is the '98 Rumble when he came out as Cactus Jack, Mankind. Oh yeah, I see all three faces of Foley. Yes, yeah. um, 
Like that was my all-time favorite. I don't own a VCR, but I still own my three faces of Foley VHS. I have, I have it too. <laughs> so, um, just um, number five, which is just wow, The Rock. How he's not number two or even one is surprising, but I mean, yeah, no, I mean, you, you can't say enough about The Rock. Like <laughs> the, the only thing, my 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 anti-Rock thing is like now The Rock now. When he comes out to do promos, is trying. He's trying. He's Dwayne Johnson trying to play the Rock. He's not the Rock anymore. So, do you? Was but, he the best in-ring worker? Oh goodness, no, no. But the, the what you said, grab an audience and take them. Like right. he, you know, he could tell a story in the ring. He could tell a story, obviously. He on needed the, mic. the right opponent. But yeah, he was a guy. If he didn't have a yeah, I mean stuff with Kurt Angle, for example, brilliant. Um, and, Steve. Yeah, okay, stuff with Billy Gunn. Fucking terrible. Like he just like British Bulldog at that time. Like right. no. Like why right. is he? Why is he fighting Billy Gunn on a pay per view? <laughs> like, right. So yeah, I, I mean, Rock and Ken Shamrock actually not bad, <laughs> but top five of the nineties for sure. I, I can't. I can't knock that. Just based just, off the character, and I actually yeah. really enjoyed Nation Domination Rock, but that's just me. <laughs> nope, it, it, it was good. Um, number four, HBK. Shawn Michaels. Yeah, can't knock that out. I think he's Mr. 90s, essentially. I mean, it, to me, it's either, you know, one or two is, it, it's Flair or Michaels, pick your pick your number one, and if you said HBK was number one to you, Flair was number two, I, I can't knock it. Yeah. Um, you can't say enough, like, you can just name countless amazing Shawn Michaels matches. Right, yeah, just, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean there, there's nothing to say, because he's, cause he's, he's... You hear this backstage stuff in the late 90s, like, mid-90s layer about yeah. him, but... Yeah, and, and again, like, separating the, the behind-the-scenes douchebag to the in-ring worker, yeah, he's absolutely worthy being, again, to me, number one or two of the 90s, not a, not a question. Number three, The Undertaker. Yeah, that, I actually think number three is probably right exactly where I would have him. Um, what, I mean, again, that, that's another guy. What can you say that hasn't already been said about that guy? And you can't judge him based on how he was booked there for a while. There right. in the the Bundys and the Giant Gonzaleses yeah. and, and the, all that. Like shit. the crazy spot about it, good. right? The, and the crazy spot about it is, or part I should say, is. Like, even the WWF slash WWE didn't know what they had in him until, like, 2002. And then they're like, wait a minute, this guy's a fucking gazelle for being 6'10". And, you know... And he can talk! And here he is <laughs> 10 years, you know, 10 years later, and you have him doing, you know, tope suicidas when, you know, if you'd have had that in the early 90s when he was much younger. Yeah. Like, he would, like... They would, they would have literally changed the face of wrestling if they would have let him be more... Himself. Athletic. Yeah. And... and did you... I liked Biker Undertaker. I liked Undertaker. My favorite <laughs> Ministry Undertaker is my Ministry favorite. Undertaker, no, like, yep, oh, that's um, good. When there's... he tried to do was it, Embalm, Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah, there, on Raw. <laughs> yeah, there's just, um, yeah, I, I think number three is probably right about where I, exactly where I would And happen. I'm I'm sure you've watched it in the past, My Night War stuff on WWE Network. Have you watched that? I try not to because it's all just revisionist history. Yeah. And like, and you, and you see Stephanie McMahon crying about WCW is trying to put my daddy out of business. Your dad. Well, there was like made a living. There was like a six-part thing on the whole. Kevin Nash told a story on there about how Bischoff was apparently close to getting Taker in '97. Whenever he took that hiatus or whatever, mm. and he was going to be Mark Calloway, the biker Taker. Fact or fiction? Do you believe it? 
It's Kevin coming from Kevin Nash, but Sean Waltman backs it up. Not the most reliable backup I'm either. Say, I mean, yeah, I mean, Bischoff said he tried to get everybody. Right, and and I don't doubt it, but like that, that's. I mean, that's like you know, uh, you know. Would the WWF be the now? same if Eric Bischoff got the Undertaker? No. They, I mean, they still be running. Yes, would they be hurting? Yes. WCW, if I mean, mm-hmm. again, they, you can say, okay, yeah, WCW wanted this person, that person. Okay, WCW wanted anybody they could get. Mm-hmm. Same, same reason right now, WWF is not letting people go because they want anybody they can get. They want to keep people on their roster. Um, there, there's not many guys. I would say, okay, if if WC had gotten him instead, it would have been a death blow. Like had they gotten the Undertaker. That might have been. Would that have put events out of business? That again, WCW would have had Kevin Nash, Scott I mean, Hall, Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, it, Ric Flair. If not out of business, but they would have been a shell of what they were. Because you would have just had Sean. Right. <laughs> Here's the thing. I agree with you though. Back to that, how he was managed. They didn't book him well for the fact that they made him a fucking statue. Too, right, with a and, lot of and shit. I and I get that again. You know, he's an you hit on me stands there. It's like Michael Myers esque, which is right. that was cool. But like, if you would have had that Undertaker the whole time, right, gold. Number two, <laughs> my one of my all time, probably my second. Well, fuck, he's probably my favorite wrestler of all time because you know, this is my childhood. Remember mm-hmm. this? Well, I understand that. Bret Hart. I know you're not a fan. Yeah, not, not a fan, but I, I I can't knock his entering work. Like, dude, just had good match. We, we had talked about you know the the undis, you know the recently discovered Tom McGee match where he made a guy who was terrible look like a million bucks, and that's mm-hmm. what Brett did. Um, just, he had a feud with a pirate over a stolen jacket, right? And made <laughs> it look awesome, right? It, Again, yeah, can't knock the guy. Um, WCW Bret Hart, top, not so much. Well, but but, but yeah, I mean, there's some decent matches though. Top five of the '90s. I mean, probably yeah. I mean, you, is he you, your top three though? Probably not. No, I mean, I, I would say, again, I don't care which one you put which, but one or two. Michael's Flair doesn't matter. Who carried that Iron Man more, him or Sean? Bret called the whole thing. That has been right. admitted. I mean, just I mean, you you have to say it was Brett to me because just because, like like you said, he called it. I and mean, it you just, know, the Brett Hart Hart Foundation '97 stuff is some of the best stuff WWF at that time ever put out. Right. But stuff he was saying about us Americans, <laughs> we were kind of jerks. He's right. right no, <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah. And you had him beat up the Patriot and just having that stone cold time period mm-hmm. and just. Him and Austin at Mania 13, and I guess Vince saw the right on the wall, letting him piece out the way it happened. But I, mean, was, I wish he would have stayed because yeah. was. I mean, it was a good way to reset too. To, to he had decent matches in WCW with Benoit and Booker T, and right. a really bad one with Roddy Piper. But we won't get into that. Number one, Master of the Stunner. Mr. Austin. Yeah. Uh, may not be the wrestler of the 90s, but to me, the star of the 90s. That's who you remember. Right. I mean, it. I mean, it's... You know, I'm not a fan of this nostalgia pop that, you know, Raw does nowadays, but, I mean, just look at what happened when he came out for 
you know, whatever it was, the 25th anniversary, whatever they mm-hmm. just did. Um, People still talk about it, you know. Right. And, you know, we, we talked about, you know, Stone Cold giving you the rub to, to Cedric Alexander. I mean, the place went crazy when, when Austin comes out there. I mean, and to this day, they still go crazy. And he hasn't wrestled a match since 2002. Right. And, <laughs> and, I mean, obviously stuff with, with, with corporate Vince was just great. And his work with The Rock was great. And work with the full, like... There, there, that stuff with Foley was good. Right, there's, there's not a feud you can have that you, you didn't say, okay, that, that didn't work for Steve Austin. Didn't like him and the Sean stuff more because it was Sean just not in a good place and not into it. Um, okay, so before you go on to your list, the fact that there, there, there are two names that are just jumping out in my head right now that Heather Nuttons... You want to name them to me and see if they're on my, on my list? Yes. Name and, one. And the first one I'll go with is is the guy we briefly touched on earlier, Rey Mysterio. He's how, on here. How is Rey Mysterio not in your top 25 wrestlers of the 90s? Him, him and Eddie, Halloween right. Havoc. You, I talk about that match with you all the time. At 97, right. Halloween Havoc. One of the greatest things I've ever seen. Right. And, Maybe and, number one. I have so many in my head, I right. don't know. And... Um, did you I mean, like WCW, Gray? Obviously. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Did like, you watch I mean, any of his ECW stuff? Yeah, and the, the ECW stuff that sticks out to me, and it's where I was going to go to next to my next two guys, because um, the, these the four guys I'm about to mention are all kind of tied together, but Eddie Guerrero and yep. Dean Malenko in ECW. Can I just show you the number one right there? <laughs> okay. Dean Malenko. Um I mean, Ray, Eddie, Dean, and and the guy that I, I will freely admit I have, I have I have lots of trouble separating, is Chris Benoit. I put him on here just as the not we all know the story, right? Tragic, like, horrible, but the, just, that wrestler, the crippler Chris Benoit right. was he like, broke the guy who broke Sabu's neck and <laughs> did all these things like right, just. Uh, a great in-ring worker. But he's um, always going to be remembered now for right, and it, and that. it's like, and it's to the point where I'd like, um, and I'll I'll, u- I'll use Michael Jackson as an example. Right. I used to grow up in. I used to be a huge Michael Jackson fan. Yeah. Now I can't listen to a Michael Jackson song. Can you watch a Crispin Wall match? No, I can't. Will WWE ever mention him again? Boy, it's a terrible tragedy. Like I don't, like, it's, I don't know if we w- can't defend anything. We can't right. defend him at all. I don't like, know if WWE will mention him, but I think when Ray eventually goes on the WWE Hall of Fame, I think he brings him up. I boy, would I be hella disappointed if he didn't? Yeah, because I mean, you got to like the the radic- I mean, I I know Ray wasn't part of the radicals, but like but those is, those guys you just like those those five guys there's four guys and then there's a few others that I have in my head and I, you know, I don't want to stick to Chris Benoit this whole rest of this episode right. but the dude was brilliant like, right and um, he made it look legit too right. when he and, chopped you and just the cross face and his stuff with the rock was right. great and this, and this is going to come off as name dropping and I'm not name dropping but knowing Brian Adams when I did in his late WCW run, and, and he told me to watch Thunder I that week. I didn't know that. No. I didn't tell you? No. Okay, no. Uh, I thought we were dear friends, but anywho, move um, on. <laughs> no, <laughs> your story. He, he told me to watch Thunder coming up, uh, and it was it was 
Chronic first, um, God, was it Blinko and Benoit for the tag team titles in a steel cage? And the close was Benoit doing a diving headlock off the top of the cage. Um, and so, of course, I saw him right after that, and I'm like, okay, is that why you told me to watch? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that was a dope ending. And he's like, yeah. Um, like, uh, just him and, you know, he fought Eddie on Nitro, Dean on Nitro, mm-hmm. and they all, like, it was just, it was just a million bucks. Let me, let me just go through the rest of these real quick. On my list, Brian Pillman. Wouldn't be on my top 25. Good, no? good, 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 good promo. I don't know. I loved him in WCW. Yeah, early I WCW. I don't know if he'd be in my top 25. Though. Flying Brian. Juice and Thunder Liger. Oh, absolutely. We talk, We could talk a whole episode on him. Yep. Um, Helen Pillman stuff. I'm just saying it was great. Yeah, no. In the States. That's when the first time I saw him was the States. Right. Number four, one of, another one of our favorites, the Great Muda. Yep. Um, I'll let you finish your list and I'm just going to try to run off a few guys in my head I uh, think you've hit on a few of them so far this one's going to surprise, surprise you it's just me you know how my love for ECW my favorite promotion you know I love yeah. it I put Chris Candido on that list yeah Chris, just by working a, a yeah, worker I mean n- not top 25 but dude's got to be talked about criminally though. underrated just and God, God, he got fucked in the WWF. He was a body Donna, right? Yeah, but it was <laughs> the click didn't like him, right? And and the, yeah, just yeah, less said about that the better. Um, an RIP to him. Like that tragedy would happen to him too. But mm-hmm. if you want to watch a wrestling clinic, him and Lance Storm, Heatwave '98 from Dayton, just take notes. Um. Kenzuki Sasaki I, I, I knew I butchered that name no that's right yeah, yeah did I say that right mm-hmm. yeah I loved him with uh, Royer Hawk as the Hellraisers yep thought that was great right, yeah. um Rob Van Dam uh yeah ooh man I know more, probably more 2000s oh, yeah. but yeah but no I mean that's I mean that's real close to top 25 97, 98, 99 Rob yeah, Van Dam yeah I think it was flawless Stuff he like his, he 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 wrestled a lot of random guys in ECW like Doug Furness and Scorpio yeah. and just like yeah no and he I put mean, on yeah, just, classics with yeah, them you know real 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 close to the top twenty five probably in there if I, I, I you know if, if I would have done a top twenty five list boy yeah. and we talked about Malenko because yeah. he's just he's Malenko is judged off his because he can't talk. I think he could talk. He's he was a stone faced fighter. That's what his right. gimmick was. He didn't need he to was, talk. He was a wrestler, yes. And uh, Texas Cloverleaf, great move, great move. Lastly, on my end, Jerry Lynn. Very good. You get yeah, Mr. J. L. Jerry Lynn. This is just me being. I think it's me being biased with who I like. To, but okay, I was so just, correct, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I don't think we talked about him, and uh-huh. he absolutely to me is one of the top twenty five. Maybe top ten of the nineties. I don't think you had on the list, and I don't think we talked about it on the other list. Chris Jericho. Oh shit! I forgot to write him down. I did have it in my head. <laughs> I, forgot to, <laughs> okay. I forgot to write him down. We'll get back to him. I forgot to write Ultimate Dragon down. Okay, because Ultimate Dragon was another one, um, and to me, a one of the most criminally underrated big men. There's two. Uh, big Van Vader obviously gets a lot of attention. I was I was surprised he wasn't on here. Um, but Bam Bam Bigelow. How is Bam Bam Bigelow not on on your list or their list? 
I'll listen, man. <laughs> I've been doing this list for how many weeks now? We've been trying to prep this one, yes. Yeah. Trying to slot this in. I found this a while ago. So I had a group of bigs in my head. I had Bam Bam, mm-hmm. I had Terry Gordy. Yeah, Terry. Well, see, I'm, I'm honor, honorable mention, not honorable mention. I don't care. I love. You know, I think we talked about this before. And Steve Williams. I had. Him I on love too. Miracle Violence Connection. Yeah, I love those guys. Um, and and you know, obviously, wasn't really you know was aware of them in the '90s. You know, you know, no internet. They didn't come the here though. Right. They, Except I mean, for what once in WCW. Yeah, random loose appearances in WCW. And Terry Gordy. That's the sad part. Terry Gordy wasn't even the same at that point in his right. career. If it was the before the stroke, Terry Gordy, or what, yeah. did, what did he have? An aneurysm? Whatever he had happened to him that he wasn't right. the same. Dude was still killing it. But right. yeah. yeah, Miracle um, Violence Collection, Road Warriors. Come on, man! I know the mainly stuff in the eighties. I didn't know much about tag teams on here. I was confused. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but like, I mean, that's just what's in my head right now. Um, I put. I was going to put Masachono on there. Yeah, I mean, you talked about talk about Muda. Um, can't talk about Muda without putting Chono on there, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I mean, early '90s Muda when you know he was feuding with Sting and WCW. That was that, that was. He had uh, Gary Hart as yep, the manager. That right? was kind of my um, indoctrination to Japanese wrestlers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, you know, we had seen him before, but not dudes who. But just look how like like, like that quick Muda worked. How crisp and just the kicks and right. the chops. Like Jesus. Like, yep. Back to Jericho. Um, yeah, I made a boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, one second, I, I I did bring up a pseudo list, so I have to bring up. But um, um, shoot, no, um, no, that's not it. Not it. This is great, great podcasting as I just <laughs> as I scroll. Um, but yeah, um, I will tell you guys, HD had no idea about this list. I've been keeping it hidden for yeah. A I, w- weeks. I want to just get a raw reaction to mm-hmm. it, but um, yeah. I know I said you know wasn't real familiar with you know Japanese wrestling in the early '90s, but obviously Liger, Muda. Um, I was actually going to put. I was going to put William Regal. I had heard too. about uh, Kenta Kobashi and Amasawa. Yeah. Um, you know, wasn't overly familiar with their stuff, so I, I you know I, I I can't say why are they not on your list. Would you put Regal up there? Regal, great, just a God, and I and I and I hate saying it, but hell of a hand, man. That job, again, what did that guy ever do? That him was, and Fit Finley stuff in the right. mid nineties. There, yeah. I mean, you can't like again. I can't blame him for Vince McMahon booking him like a doofus. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, just yeah. Um, I was gonna put Ron Simmons up there. Uh, not not twenty not top twenty five. Um, honorable but, mentions though. Yeah, definitely an honorable mention category. Doom was fantastic. I will always say that. Yeah, you know, definitely. Um, Tag team is a whole other list right there, buddy. Oh yeah, um, for sure. But um, I want to throw a couple more at you here. But Miracle Violence Connection is just the greatest tag team ever. Okay. They have some cool shirts out for those tag teams. That tag team, by the way. Anywho, this one yet again, me being biased. I'll mention he doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. The top twenty-five, probably not even top fifty, but fuck it, it's my list. Mike, awesome. Yeah, his stuff with Tanaka. I mean, fuck have you seen the bigger guy, better big man fly like that right. dude? <laughs> like, I mean, that you know, I'll I'll say this. You know, it, if it wasn't for Mike, awesome, I wouldn't know 
frontier That's martial arts wrestling martial, or whatever yeah, the hell it is. Yeah. Um, you know, no, uh, God, was Masato Tanaka? Is that? Yep. Okay, that's who he fought. Yeah. Um, if you want to watch another one, go watch him and Spike. <laughs> Spike yeah, Dudley. You know, yeah. Like, that's where ECW was great when they would bring those guys over, and you would just be like, "Okay, who's this guy?" And then twenty that's minutes later, found. you're like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" That's how I found out about uh, Hayabusa. Yeah. Was he had that Shindewu Van Dam? Yeah. And Raven. Um, not a great in-ring guy, but boy, did he, God, just a heat magnet. He was great in, you know. Great promos. Obviously, too. the whole Tommy Dreamer feud, just, again, mm -hmm. you know, stuff of, you know, near legend. Kind of um, sad towards, like, the WCW and WWF stuff, but, yeah. you know, you get booked how you get booked, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, what about me? You can't, like, again, that, that, in front <laughs> I hear somebody say, what about me? Raven pops in my head. So he had a, obviously had a lasting impact. Oh, my God. You know who they didn't put on this list? Not me, because I didn't put him on my list, but fucking Goldberg. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> you got to talk about Goldberg. <laughs> I just wrote a book at this day. Like, what the yeah, hell? I mean, whatever. I mean, it, it, okay, it's Goldberg. I guess that's fine. Yeah. Any favorite Goldberg match <laughs> before we close out here? I mean, Goldberg Hogan. You can't... You. Goldberg, Scott Hall, stun gun on a pole. Go out of your way to watch it, please. No, don't. Please do. Anything on a pole, you don't need to go I'm, watch. That's not on a pole. Damn, it's a ladder match. Never mind. I lied. Okay. Just oh, the yeah. fake stun gun is great. It's worth watching. Yes. Do they pipe and sound like they used to do for the Mountie way back in the day? No, you just see Scott Hall having like a fucking seizure. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that sucks. Just watch it and tell me how you feel. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for this trip down memory lane. It's fun. We have to do this again some other time. Uh, do you need to, I'll do the 80s for you next time, buddy. Yeah, well, next week we got to preview uh, Hell in a Cell. Sometime in the next few weeks we'll get that in. Recap AEW's premiere NXT. It's a lot. It's going to be a lot, yeah. Uh, once again, thanks for listening. I ask that you give us a follow on Twitter at 3MB Podcast. Give Adam a follow at Adam Howell3MB. I am at 68 followers. I don't know what happened. I was at 40-something a couple days ago. I'm on fire. The, bot, the bots are looking for you. Just be happy for me. I am. And i uh, got to give a big thanks to my buddy Shannon for uh, the new logo that you guys should be seeing on this podcast. Hopefully I get it to work right. And we will be back next week.